more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hi there, Phil. Hi, hi, Lynn. Hey, you know, um, got no Kelly today, so it's just you and me, Phil. And I just want to um, welcome one of our newer members, Phil Berry, who's kindly agreed to be interviewed on our podcast. Kelly did want to be here, but she's having technical issues while driving around picking up teenagers from school. So we gave her a pass today. And it's just going to be me and Phil for kind of an informal conversation about, you know, who he is, how he found about about co-housing, what made him decide to join co-housing, and how has this worked out for him thus far. So, uh, you know, Phil, I'm not going to attempt to introduce you. you. You're a man of many, many talents and a deep background in all kinds of things from professional to personal to family. So I'm just going to invite you to just say a few words about who you are. What would you want people to know about you? Oh, well, um, I am a happily unemployed retiree from the oil field. I spent just over 30 years uh, working for a large company and the time was right where I had enough, I figured I had enough to retire. So I, they offered an early retirement package and I took it and I've never looked back. Awesome. Um, how, long, how long have you been retired? I've been retired for nine years now, I think. Yeah. Nine years. Uh, yeah. Nine years, almost nine. 10. So uh, yeah. And it's been at first, you know, I thought about going back to work, but I was very, I got, um, I had, I was involved at my church. There was a lot going on. We we're undergoing a, uh, a change. Our, uh, lead priest had, re had retired and I was, I was, uh, I was in charge of things for a while till we found a replacement. So, um, that took up a lot of my time and it got me, uh, got me over the hump of trying to get back into work. So I've been, uh, <laughs> it cured it, you of that. Desire. Yeah. It cured me of work. So, <laughs> yes. and so I've happily, uh, been happily unemployed since. Yeah. Um, so just uh, tell us a little bit about what else you fill your time with now that you've you're, you're unemployed from the oil industry and presumably you found a new priest. So you're unemployed in your church capacity. What other things of interest have you been doing? Oh, well, um, you mean aside from co-housing? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> it's kind of built I mean, late. My my uh my skill, my my tendencies to get very involved in things and jump, jump right into drawing into things way, way more than I need to. But um, but aside from co-housing, oh, I've been uh I've taken on, uh, I'm very involved in uh singing. I'm involved in a community choir, a church choir. Um, I do volunteer work at a couple of uh, uh, support organizations around town. I uh, my hobbies, you know, sound related. I do a lot of computer engineering. The biggest one I've taken on is three D printing. Mm. Um, just a little side thing. I've always, whenever I've moved, I always did the, the. Everybody's done a floor plan where you cut out a scale model of where you're moving and cut out paper dolls of your furniture and see what fits where. 
I went ahead and printed 3D models of my my new unit and 3D models of my furniture so I could play around with. Uh, I, I actually hear a rumor that you've been commissioned to print some of these for some of our other members. Is that true? Yes, I, yes. A couple of people have, uh, they liked them and uh, printed and asked. And commission is a strong word. Um, <laughs> everybody wants to pay me for everything. I do, that That makes it work. So oh, okay. it, as long as they buy the material I need, um, they just go to, they go it online and they can have it shipped right to me. And then I, I print it for them. That is um, so cool. It's just That's time cool. at this point. The, the hard work's done. So yeah. uh, I just, I just tell the machine to go and I walk away for a couple of days and it comes back in there and they have a little model. <laughs> Well, with all of the, it seems like you've kept yourself so incredibly busy. How did you even find out about co-housing and decide to dig deeper? Um, well, it was, uh, as most things these days, uh, social media. Oh, really? Uh, friend of my, a very good friend of mine was already a member. Liz was a member of mine and uh, a friend of mine. And uh, she posted something on Facebook and the the posting was interesting me so i read a bit about it looked more into uh what it was in the background um i'm an engineer so i always want lots of facts and figures so i got mm -hmm. i did a lot of reading about other organizations other co-housing projects and where they were and kind of got into it and it was something my wife and i had talked about for a long time uh having been retired for a while it was time to uh uh downscale to a smaller mm -hmm. place. And as Liz actually said, um, it was actually a phrase that Lynn, uh, Liz set, gave, gave me about um, time in our lives when it was, we were, we, we were looking to expand our community, not, uh, not let it retract because we, we'd uh, without the uh, professional associations that were so much of our, uh, our life, you know, our, our lifetime. Uh, anyway, we just looked to expand our community. So we really liked what we uh, heard about. So I dug more and uh, that, that's what got me interested. That's great. Well, I know you've got kind of an interesting journey to co-housing that's um, not the only person in our membership that has this story, but maybe you could explain a little bit to, to, to some of our listeners who might be thinking about co-housing and are not sure about the path to get there and the decision-making process. Tell us about your, um, I don't even know what to call it. It's like a two-part story. You have a two-part story to tell. Yeah. Well, I was... Um... Okay, well, the, we was uh, no uh, late at November of 2021, uh, where I really decided you know, got serious. It was time to uh, to look further, and I, you know, I attended one of the information sessions, and, and it was kind of, I, I mean, if, if the first thing there was the there was this there's the fee, you know, you have to pay to be a part of it, and I was like, what? They want they want <laughs> me to pay? Just I don't even get anything other than just, but actually reflecting on it it's a it was a it's a it's a smart thing to do um oh i'm relieved to hear that <laughs> there needs to be it it it, it makes a commitment it, rather than mm -hmm. just what we call looky looky lose people just want to drop it there's a, there's a commitment it's not it's not an onerous uh fee but it is it does make a commitment um mm -hmm. to things so um but anyway i like the concept of an explorer and it was i was really impressed by how explorers input is taken equally with members 
Mm. Um, to use, uh, <laughs> if you'll pardon business speak for a second, sure. um, it's what's called voice, but no vote. Yeah. Right? I yeah. mean, even though co-housing doesn't really vote, um, the, uh, uh, explorers input was welcome and, and accepted. Um, just like, just like members are mm-hmm. full access to all the information. And that was really, uh, important to me. Because I could make an informed decision um, going on, and I did the three, the full three months. But in by January, uh, my personal situation and was such that I wasn't ready to make a decision at that time. And mm-hmm. my risk assessment <laughs> as a former project manager uh, wasn't comfortable with uh, the status of the project, if, as it were. There were mm-hmm. still a little bit too many unknowns at that time that I wasn't ready. So I set some uh, uh, milestones that were outside mm-hmm. um, anyone's control that I would watch. And when those things happened, I would get back into, I would read you, I would re- reinvestigate being an explorer again. Mm-hmm. Um, so by August of last year, um, all those, all those milestones had happened. And so I entered an information. So I went to went through the process of becoming an explorer again. Um, I think, Lynn, you can correct me, but there was uh, the the group was working on the IT requirements. That's right. Yeah. In fact, while while you were not an explorer, but we had actually shifted your status to what we call a friend of co-housing, because we're still very optimistic that anybody that's been a Co, uh, an explorer who exited for whatever reason might come back someday. So um, then somebody reached out to you, I think, to ask you if you'd be interested in participating in the uh, sub team that was as an, an as an expert um, on setting up the IT landscape proposal. Yeah, it was. Um, no, it, what, nobody reached out to me. I uh, contact. I forget who uh, who it was, but one of the members was you know, sort of the uh, liaison, as it were, for explorers. And I still had their contact information. So I reached out to them and I said, hey, I'm interested in becoming an explorer. Can we talk? And while we were talking, uh, she mentioned what was going on and this this is what's going on. She brought me up to speed on the overall status of the project. And she says, oh, and right now we're, our biggest issue is uh, what we're going to do for IT in the building and laid out the issues. And I said, I know that stuff really well. Yeah. And so I and so I came back. I'm, I'd be willing to talk to the IT team and offer whatever insights I have if you'll have me. And they did. And so while I was still technically not an explorer, I was a I was I went to a couple of the meetings, helped out and really got that's that was part of the 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 uh influencers that got me back mm, nice because nice. Was, they you know it was this yes you left we appreciate you being here and coming back and uh, the uh, the openness and uh the sense of community that even though i'd only been sort of tangentially involved and even for a relatively short period of time uh, everybody remembered me and still you know there was still that connection that's uh, great phil well thanks for filling me in on some of those details because yeah. I thought for some reason that uh, Rosemary had 
just reached out to you specifically to invite you, but I guess it came out of that conversation between the two of you. So right. then, so then what made you decide to become a member? I mean, so the, all the milestones that were hit that were part of your risk assessment earlier in the year, we'd achieved those milestones. And then you, you had no more, you, you could, you had no more excuses. I mean, was it as simple as that? <laughs> yeah, no, that was it. Yes. I mean, it was, um, it, Things had calmed down and uh, the rest of the other things going on in my life had resolved themselves. I was, uh, things had, had calmed down a bit and I had, you know, I'd be, I've been living in this place for 10 years. And while uh, it is big old house, I'm just rattling around in. Mm. Um, it was very clear to me that I needed a change. I needed to move on. And this was the place I liked the area of the East End. I liked mm. the, what's going on there. Um, it's closer to where my son lives. And so it just made more sense. It just, it was just a better, it ticked all the boxes. If you, if you want to have it that way, awesome. you know, and I so I was it. like, yep, it's now time to do it. And so just jump back in and, and let it go. That's fantastic. I love this story. And, you know, you're not the only one who did this two part thing, you know, became an explorer, then step back. And then, you know, after a certain amount of time has passed and life moves on and changes and it is the right time for you. So we're absolutely thrilled that you came back. Um, and not just because of your IT skills, which by the way, have been invaluable to moving us forward in a very systematic and uh, I feel like very well organized fashion. So, you know, Kelly couldn't be here today, but she did have one specific question that she wanted to ask you. And that is, um, you know, as you started working on the IT proposal and then as a member became involved and in not only giving your opinion on things, but being a part of consensus decision making uh, as a member, she wanted to know what was this transition like for you coming from project management approach to solutions to a consensus based in a larger group approach to solutions? Um, well, actually, it was an easy it wasn't much of a transition for me. Uh -huh. I mean, this business, yeah, business, uh, business world. Yes, everything is vote and majority, majority rules and all that sort of stuff. I mean, you heard it earlier, right? Voice, but no vote stuff. But um, as I said earlier, working for my uh, when I was involved, not working for, but uh, involved at my church. Um, while technically they have a board that oversees the uh, the the you know the business side of the church office. Um, our church worked by consensus rather than a strict vote. And uh, just, I, I love to share the story if I've got a moment about sure. how it was explained to me, because maybe some people listening to this don't have a real clear what consensus is. Uh, mm -hmm. A very good friend of mine explained it. He says, uh, there'll be decisions that come before us that we have to decide. And most of the time we're going to agree on it's not, not going to be that big a deal, but there may be something comes up that is just the worst idea you've ever heard. It is just terrible, awful, and there's no way you think they should be run off for even suggesting it, right? Mm -hmm. Then there'll be things that come up that are just the best idea ever. And you love it so much, you're going to steal it and claim it for your own. Um, and, so, and those, we don't do. And so when those happen, what the thing to answer yourself is not, am I for it or against it? But can I live with it? And we work towards an agreement on what, what can you live with? Okay, you don't like this thing, fine. 
What can you live with about this? How mm -hmm. can we make it so that everybody here can live with it? Mm -hmm. And that's what consensus is. And so I've actually been working groups like this, making decisions by consensus for well, the last uh, 10, 12 years. Mm -hmm. So the process is very, uh, very familiar to me. It takes longer because there's a lot of back and forth. It's not here's A, here's B, vote, boom, we're done. There's mm -hmm. a lot of back and forth. But by the time it all, by the end result is you put the effort in up front and you end up with with a, with something at the end that lasts longer mm -hmm. rather than have to go back and redo it later because yeah. someone wasn't happy with it. I like those words that you use because that is a nice companion to the words that I use for myself. I think we all have our own story, right, of how we have come to understand this. And for me, it's about I don't focus as much on can I live with it, but do I do I feel like this is the best decision for the group at large, even yeah. though it might not be my preference, you know, which is I just kind of similar but but slightly different uh, focus. I think the two together really work work ni nicely together. Right. So Phil, a, now, yeah, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, that's all. Uh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, now you're you're in. You've been with us since August. Um, it's you know how many months is that? Six months at least, um, without counting on my fingers and toes. I'm sure we're in that range. What what has it been like? You know, can you say, I know you've gotten involved in the IT team and that has come to, um, we've made some decisions there and you have felt warmly welcomed back, but is there anything else you'd like to say about what it's been like? Um, it's, it, it's, it's a weird thing. There are some, there are some negatives that are positives. You know what I mean? I mean, overall, it's great. I mean, I, I, I like that I'm getting to meet all my new neighbors. And, I, I, you know, I like everyone that I've met so far. You know, and it's, it, it's, it's going to be great. The negative is that I live out the west side of Houston and most everybody else is more central. Yeah. So it's a real challenge for me to be to some of the uh, uh Social face events that are going yeah. on. I mean, I, I mean, one of the benefits of COVID is we're all using Zoom more, so we can more people mm -hmm. can participate. But at the same time, we, we lack the one that you get. We lack the experience of meeting people face to face, and so you know that's the hard part. Is that it's like it's you know I want it to be done faster. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and, hey, Phil, so I'm with you. I'm with you because I was so sad. Um, what was it Valentine's Day that you texted at the last minute? Like, I just can't face the traffic. And I yeah. don't blame you because it we live really close and it took us an hour to get there. So I thought, OK, good decision, Phil, because you do right. not live close. I mean, um, I some some would call me cheap. I like to say frugal. <laughs> I just I just can't, I just it just goes against one of my core principles to drive for three hours to a one hour event. No, I, it's totally understandable. And so it's just like, ah. and so that's, that's the hard part about this. So there's so much positives um, to look forward to moving in that, you know, I'm just like, ah, I want it to be done so far, you know? And so, but eh, it's been, uh, but oh, oh, overall it's, it's been fun meeting people and just a wide range of uh, mm -hmm. uh, people. There is a, a I don't know if you've heard this story, but I'll share it anyway. I was, again, one of the IT discussions we were having earlier, I needed to talk to one of the other members 
and he and I got to talking. Turns out he and I worked in the same office in Austin within six months of each other. That's he was amazing. there six months before me. And this was 20 years ago. And he said, well, do you know these two people? I said, yes, they're my good friends. <laughs> Carol got me my job in Austin. And it was just so it's just such a small and I think it was again Liz one of the people said even in a size city of Houston people like minds tend to congregate yes, and I that's right. and I think that's part of the thing is that every part of the attraction for me of co-housing is that um <laughs> excuse me um is that there are like mind so many like-minded people in this group that I'm really mm-hmm. It'd be, it's going to be a, a great, it, it, and it's fun to be part of the first of something, right? The first in Texas. So oh my gosh, this is yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah. I really like what you said earlier and you're kind of expanding on it that, um, that uh, you know, we're really, it's, it's an interesting and new way for many of us to grow our world beyond what it would be otherwise, no matter what stage of life that we embark on this you know whether we're in our 20s 30s 40s this is expansive um, because of it being such a trailblazer project for texas uh, in many ways not just the living part but also the geothermal some of the technical design uh, facets of our implementation or our community are going to be very interesting well phil i just want to thank you for taking a time out this afternoon and as we wrap it up is there Anything else that you thought you might say today or any kind of parting comments that you might want to leave for somebody who's thinking about joining our group? Um, um, no, um, not really. I think, like I say, it's the uh, the best thing to do is to become an explorer. Um, that really, that, that bit about being so uh, part of the community from the start really uh is the big thing you really get a sense of it. And I've appreciated the the explorers who have come and said, no, this isn't for me. And they've left. And so there's that opportunity to do that. And that's uh, um, one of the the best parts of this was just the, the explorer concept was, uh, that was it. So it's worth doing is really all. Thanks, Phil. Well, I really appreciate it. And I, I look forward to coming back and interviewing you in a couple of years and saying, okay, so what is it like to really live in the East End now with all of us as neighbors? It's going to be a huge celebration. So thanks for today. And we'll talk again soon. Thank you. We'll see you later. Bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Co-Housing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about co-housing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Co-Housing Houston.